Star Wars 7x7 episode 2282. Well, the reviews are sort of in, and the reviews are sort of good. Star Wars Squadrons is out today, and there's a little bit of nuance to this whole situation, which also kind of reveals something interesting about the gaming industry in general, and I will talk about all of that on today's episode. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, in reading a bunch of the reviews of Star Wars Squadrons, which is now out today, I have to say I'm you know, learning more about the video game industry because it's definitely not a subject that we talk about a lot here on Star Wars 7x7 because what we're really concerned about here, generally speaking, is Star Wars storytelling. That tends to be the thing that, you know, is the thing we focus on the most here. So when it comes to Star Wars, like for example, the original Battlefront that came out, like we barely talked about that at all because there is no storytelling component whatsoever. For Battlefront 2, because there was a campaign, we talked about that. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order, we haven't even talked about that campaign <laughs> yet, man. And we will, we will eventually, believe me. But uh, meanwhile, Star Wars Squadrons has come out and the only thing you can really talk about at this point is the campaign. So in reading reviews, it turns out that a lot of people didn't get their review copies until Tuesday of this week. So September, oh gosh, let me check the calendar, that's the 29th. So September 29th is when they got their copies. And they couldn't really test the multiplayer online things because nobody owns the game yet. It's like not available, or at least nobody owned it then, right? On those few days, just a few reviewers. So it wasn't like they could easily find multiplayer online games to play. And so they couldn't really test that out. So the reviews are being published as in progress because they don't have enough information to give a complete picture of the Star Wars Squadron's experience. What they can do though is evaluate the campaign mode, the story mode, and they can also evaluate the gameplay mechanics. And I will say that most of the things I've seen about the gameplay mechanics have been very positive. I have seen references to Microsoft's Flight Simulator and suggestions that it's not as complex as Flight Simulator, which in my mind is a good thing, uh, but that it's still very good and it is challenging in its way and it does evoke comparisons to the X-Wing and TIE Fighter and X-Wing versus TIE Fighter video game series of the 90s and generally very positive comparisons in that regard, you know, very nostalgic and very satisfactory. That's the general read I'm getting. The Verge has a review where they say, in many ways, Squadron's single player campaign feels like an extended multi-hour tutorial to help train a player's piloting skills before throwing them to the wolves of online multiplayer. And that's actually pretty neutral about the storytelling thing. In fact, it doesn't really express an opinion about the storytelling other than to say it's basically a tutorial. So. I guess you can kind of spin that negatively, maybe. There are other positive reviews, one saying that it's their smallest scale Star Wars title, but also their best. Uh, it's a triumph of focused design and succinct storytelling. And let's see, uh, 
let me give you another one that's good. Uh, hit a sweet spot. An entertaining story with flight controls that hit a sweet spot between accessibility and nuance. There are other reviews that say that it struggles to captivate with its single player content or that uh, the campaign's narrative components might leave you wanting. Uh, yeah, it's a little unfortunate. So it does seem like across the board there is, you know, good feedback about the game mechanics, but sort of mixed comments about the storytelling aspect of things. There was one review I read that actually, you know, made me the most interested in it, which was talking about Star Wars leaning into campiness to some degree, that there are characters that will wink and nod at you when, you know, famous Star Wars characters walk in the room. There are cameos by beloved Star Wars characters. We've already talked about a couple of them that have been previously revealed. This is not going to be a spoiler podcast, so, you know, we're not going to do anything that you don't want to hear just yet if you are going to play it and want to be surprised. The missions themselves, one report says that they last about 20 to 30 minutes per mission and that they're done very well that you don't necessarily have to go, you know, hunting and turning over every rock, as it were, for finding the last enemy that you need to find to be able to destroy and complete a mission. And speaking of the one review that said that its narrative components might leave you wanting, there was another review I read that had a similar sentiment, but basically the sentiment was, it leaves me wanting because I wanted more. Like, I enjoyed what I had, and my only complaint was that there wasn't more of it. So that ends up turning into a bit of a positive review <laughs> in that regard. At least positive from the perspective of Star Wars 7x7, which is, I hope that it is a good story and well told overall. And that's, you know, that I think would be the ultimate result out of the situation. And yes, I know it has to be a good playable video game and all that stuff, but <laughs> that just happens to be the thing that I happen to care most about and what we're sharing most about on the show. Um, one last review that talks about one particular aspect of the game that I haven't shared with you yet, but I do want to say, as I did yesterday, that if you haven't yet reviewed Star Wars 7x7 or give it a rating on your favorite podcast app, I hope today is the day that you will consider doing that. Five stars if you feel like it's worth it. I hope so. If not, just be honest and take a moment to leave a sentence or two to say what you love about the show. And that will be supremely helpful because it helps more people see Star Wars 7x7 in their podcast searches for Star Wars podcasts. So thank you very much for considering it. So most of the reviews I read talked about the PS4 or the Xbox situation, but there was one virtual reality review as well. And they had the same thing, like multiplayer still wasn't available to them either. But one of the reviews said, for a game that's designed for VR and non-VR across PC and consoles with cross-play on everything, meaning that if you have an Xbox, you can still play multiplayer with somebody who has a PS4 and with somebody who has a PC, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, uh, the reviewer said, this is perhaps the best compliment I can give. It feels made for VR. So I don't know if you happen to have the wherewithal to go with the VR version of this, but if you do, it seems like across the board, there is a lot of you know, complimentary stuff about the VR experience. <laughs> One review saying that you won't want to take the VR headset off, which, you know, you got to take it off and get out into the real world. But you know what they mean. That is going to do it for our wrap-up of the initial reviews of Star Wars Squadrons, and that's going to do it for this episode of the show as well. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.